Ghosts, specters, whatever you want to call them, they've been around for thousands of years. Apparently she died from a tooth infection in one of the upstairs rooms in the house. As at the locations they haunt. History of a Haunting podcast tells you all about these famous, infamous, and almost famous locations. And why they became terrifying places to visit. Grab a glass of wine and settle in with your hosts, Archie. I mean, that was definitely the wrong thing to do. And Carrie. Nobody asked for it, Carrie. Nobody fucking asked for it. But hey, my podcast, and I'll say what I fucking want. (laughs) Two people just winging it in life and this podcast. So enjoy this week's episode of History of a Haunting. As you can tell, we're about four, four margaritas in mm. and two shots of tequila. At the minimum. At least. At least. Yeah, it's a great day in podcast land. It is. And you know what? We're having a lot of fun. As we do. As we do. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, well, shall we get into our EVPs or endless voice prattling? Vocal prattle. Vocal prattle. My endless vocal prattle. Endless vocal prattle. Yes. Let's, let's go over our EVPs. Uh, Arch, I'm going to let you start. We just have a couple, but... A couple of things to go over. Yeah. We're upcoming. We're going to take a couple of weeks off. Yes. Because Carrie's job is getting fucking crazy. Yes. Yes, it is. How many? Uh, May, I'm always working. And June is going to be even busier. (laughs) Why aren't you working more? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You need to be working a lot more. So we're going to take, uh, two weeks off in June, the very first two weeks of June. Our, uh, our last episode that we should be releasing will be released on May 30th. Uh, the last episode that we release will be May 30th. Yes. Our anticipated return episode is June 20th. Yes. Um, <laughs> Although during this absence, our Patreons will still get the mini episodes bi-weekly. Yes, they will. Okay. Our Patreons will get those on the 20th, and then we will record, I imagine, another two. On the um, 23rd and 24th? Or? No. Uh, we or will... should we just be loose with with what's happening since we don't know what's well, going many... to be happening? Our mini episodes are going to be released twice a month to the Patreons at the $5 and up level. Um, so our very first episodes to the Patreons will be released on the, what did we just? 20th. Oh, I'm in April. I'm sorry. I'm in April. Yes. The 20th. And then the next two will be released on uh, the the 3rd of June. So we will at least do those. And then we will come back with full episodes on June 20th. Um, so yeah, yeah. We're going to take a hiatus. We did the same thing over the holidays in December. Yep. We were just gone for two weeks. So it was just two weeks where there were no episodes. We're going to be coming back. Um, for season three. For season three. Fingers we crossed. Yeah, I mean, we don't actually do seasons, but I mean, yeah. It's just yeah. easier to call that break. It's just easier <laughs> to call that break, yeah. All, All right. right, so that's that announcement. And again, we're going to remind you guys every episode. Um, and then, Arch, what is our next EVP? Is it mine? Um, oh, we want to promote Patreon and the sticker store. Oh, absolutely. 
Yes. So, our Patreon. Archie and I just recently revamped it. We now have a new tier. Before, we just had the one tier, the team, hashtag team snort laugh, which is $5 a month, in honor of my co-host, because his snort laugh is life. (laughs) Sorry, it is. There's that margarita. There it is. Uh, (laughs) But we've recently added another tier, our $2 hashtag cheers clink tier. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, with all tiers... Everybody gets early released episodes. We release our episodes regularly on Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. Arizona time. And Patreons get those same episodes released three days earlier on Wednesdays at Uh 7 a.m. Arizona time. So you get an early release episode every week. Unless, like Alcatraz, we couldn't... I I, I wasn't able to release it early because uh, Patreon has a... Well, and, no, and a, Patreon and a has a, yeah, a maximum up- <laughs> upload limit, and um, Alcatraz was really big. So, but generally, <laughs> you'll get an early episode on Wednesdays, plus you also get a thank you card. You also get um, a History of a Haunting sticker and a bingo card to follow along with and play as you listen to the episodes. Um in addition, everybody at our $5 tier and up, if you want to donate more, you absolutely can. Absolutely. For sure. But everybody at our $5 tier and up will get um, our blooper reel, which we just released our first blooper reel. And uh, it was a, a raging success because we are <laughs> raging idiots. Uh, <laughs> and fortunately, we are, we are very blessed with listeners that appreciate the lunacy that is us <laughs> otherwise we wouldn't still be here uh we so we've got some blooper episodes we're also going to be doing our mini episodes and arch why don't you talk to the folks about our the concept of our mini episodes well the concept behind the mini episodes is just that mostly it's listener suggestions that mm. are either great for history or great for haunting but not both. So we'll talk a little bit about each one. Um, maybe about as much as we can. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it, I, I think you and I kind of tossed around the idea of calling them honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Where they definitely have the history. They definitely have the hauntings. But maybe they don't um, encompass a full episode. And um, But they're, they're still worth talking about. So these are our mini episodes. Yeah. And uh, they are available to all of our Patreons at the $5 and up tiers. Why did I say tiers? We just have the two. $5, that's it. <laughs> $5 and $2. No, just the $5 get the mini Oh, episodes. the $5 gets right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they are, they're definitely haunted locations. They're seriously legit, but they maybe don't have as many hauntings as, say, the Stanley Hotel. Just just not a lot of material. Right, right. Yeah. So, um... All right. Yeah, that's what the $5 get. Plus, Archie and I will be um, continuing to add additional um, content for the Patreons at the $5 tier. We just did a video of um, a paranormal investigation that I conducted 
with our friends at Entity Voices Paranormal uh, of the old Phelps Dodge Hospital. So that just got released, and it was it was crazy. Oh, it wow. Was, yeah, it was okay. super crazy. Uh, so we just released that to the Patreons, and... Um, yeah, so we we understand, especially in this this time, there's not, you know, people are, are struggling to work. They're struggling to find work. They're struggling to just get unemployment. Yeah, and uh, my household has been not hit. been unaffected. Because, yeah, you've been uh, hit Edward, pretty hard. Edward got laid off. Yeah. And he filed for unemployment and received a letter from the unemployment office saying we need you to verify that this is a COVID-19 layoff and he received that letter two days after they said you need to return this information to us so he and we even checked the date stamp they mailed it out on the 16th they wanted him to complete such and such by the 18th and we received the letter on the 20th Oh God! Yeah, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, so it's a it's a hot mess. We absolutely get it. Um, if you if you're unable to contribute and become a Patreon donor, we 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 get it. We we That's completely fine. understand. That's, That's totally fine. fine. The podcast is still free. The yes, it's the podcast is still free. That's an excellent point. You can download us um, we on our website hoahpodcast.com, Listen to episodes. Um, but you know what? Share. Share our Patreon. Yeah, please. Please. Absolutely. And speaking of Patreon. Yes. Our Patreon donor of the week is my, my sister, Laura. Hi, Laura. Thank, thank you, you so much. Yes, honey. Thank you so much. Patreon of the week, Laura. She is, um, well, she's known you forever. <laughs> I mean, kind of forever. She's known me longer than I've known myself. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Um, <laughs> she is consistently uh, in our, her, the town that she lives in. Oh, good. Yes. She is consistently one of our top ten cities. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we want to thank you, Laura, um, very, very much. And also, you know, I just want to tell you that I love your brother and I'm taking very good care of him. I promise. (laughs) Love you, sissy. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, God. Okay, so here is a standing ovation for our Patreon of the Week, Laura! Laura! This episode is dedicated to Tony Rathman from EVPI. Yes, Tony, we love you. And so today is, okay, so we're recording this on May 9th. This episode is going to be released in a week. However, the reason we're doing this episode today is that um, Tony Rathman is one of the founders of Entity Voices. And... As most all of you know, that is the paranormal investigation company that we have become friends with. They run all of the paranormal investigations of the old Phelps Dodge Hospital down in Ajo, Arizona. Now, uh, tonight was supposed to be Tony's 50th birthday celebration. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, <laughs> uh, his wife, Cherie, and I were planning an amazing birthday party for him at one of the most iconic hotels in Phoenix, Arizona, 
where we live. Oh, for sure. Yes. It was going to be a great party. Oh, absolutely. And it, it we're still going to have it. It's just been postponed. Postponed. So, fuck you very much, COVID-19. <laughs> because we should be drunk at a beautiful old hotel right now. Instead of just in your house. <laughs> Instead of just in my house, like every other fucking week. <laughs> so... Uh, we were going to, um, we, and we still are going to host this party at the Hotel San Carlos in Phoenix, Arizona. Which is our episode today. Yes. We, yes. And dedication to you, Tony, the Hotel San Carlos. Absolutely. Um, and it's in honor of you because you're amazing and wonderful. You have taught us so much about paranormal investigations and um you're an amazing and wonderful friend and we were very very much looking forward to your 50th birthday party tonight at this historic and haunted hotel tony's actually provided us with a lot of um education and and things like that within the podcast as far as Mm -hmm. Uh, equipment and, and, and things like that. Um, so we um, we love you, Tony, and we hope you have a really, really wonderful birthday. We are planning on an epic party once everything kind of simmers down. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. And Archie, I'm going to talk to you a little bit in my part about the room I booked for us at oh. this hotel that we unfortunately ended up having to cancel. Oh. Uh, <laughs> But it's still going to happen. Okay. So I, you were like, oh. Oh. Yeah. I mean. Just a roller, co- roller coaster of emotions. I mean, it is. <laughs> but we're it's still going to happen. So, ladies and gentlemen, Tony Rathman, let's get into the history and the hauntings of the Hotel San Carlos in downtown Phoenix, Phoenix Arizona. Arizona, United States. Yes. Arch, go. My portion I got from the hotel's website, hotelsancarlos.com, with supporting information from kjzz.org, which is a jazz radio station here in Phoenix. They actually had some valuable input. Uh, you know what? I'm telling you what. Uh, mm, the radio stations here in the Valley have always delivered. They're great. They're really great. They're They've great. always delivered. They maybe have changed their call letters, but they are pretty much the same. And so I'm excited to hear. Cool. All right. Yeah, it's amazing. So, it's a gorgeous hotel. And oh, we have been there. Yeah. We've been there. Yeah. All right. So our story begins with the construction of the very first Phoenix schoolhouse on our location at Central Ave in Monroe in 1874. The small one-room adobe was built on a location where the local Native Americans were reported to have worshipped the god of learning. A, oh! Yeah. Really? A, okay. A well was also dug for the school. In 1879, a larger two-story brick structure was built with four rooms and a bell tower. This was Phoenix's fourth brick building, and there were no other structures north of the school on what Center Street was then, now called Central. Oh my god. Okay, so being raised in Phoenix, I'm finding all of this super, super fascinating. Yeah, there was nothing north of it. Nothing north? Because there's a whole clusterfuck of shit north of it now. <laughs> well, now, yeah. I but, mean... I mean, this is 1879. Oh, my God. Okay, keep going. Sorry. I'm fascinated. 
The school was expanded in 1893 to 16 rooms and served the school children of Phoenix for close to 25 years. Oh my god, okay. By 1916, the schoolhouse had again been outgrown and was condemned. Oh, shit. In 1919, the entire block was purchased by the Babbitts, which are relatives of the former Secretary of the Interior and Governor Bruce Babbitt, to make way for a major hotel, but those plans languished for nearly a decade. Let's talk for just a simple second. Bruce Babbitt is, he's kind of an, he's an icon in this city. I had no idea that his family extended that far back into I, the city. I, I wouldn't have known either. I because, had no idea. Because there's nothing named after him that I'm aware of. There's nothing named after him? I mean, um, Goldwater, Barry Goldwater. Right. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, but Bruce Babbitt, yeah, he, I mean, I wrote... He was a big deal. In 1927, the Hotel San Carlos finally became the hotel project the growing city yearned for, when Charles Harris, financed by Dwight B. Hurd, purchased the hotel site and began construction. The design was done by nationally known architects G. Whitecross Ritchie of Los Angeles. Oh, good man, good man. In the Italian Renaissance style. (laughs) Quote, the most important thing to Mr. Hurd was that it be fireproof. He was across the street, his office was, when the Adams burned down in 1910, so he knew the value of having a fireproof building, so he made, he made this one. It's poured concrete, reinforced concrete, ah, it's a poured concrete, reinforced concrete building, said Robert Melikan, a member of the family who owns the historical property today. Uh, what was the last name? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I know you struggle with it. I'm sorry to ask. Melikian, M-E-L-I-K-I-A-N. The formal grand opening was March 20th, 1928, and was boldly announced in the Arizona Gazette, which is now the Arizona Republic. Mr. Dwight Hurd, a prominent figure in Phoenix real estate and development, and his partner, Charles Harris, were very proud of their state-of-the-art hotel. It was the most modern hotel in the entire southwest United States, the first air-conditioned high-rise hotel in Phoenix, and the first high-rise hotel with elevators, hand-operated, in the state. Oh, really? It had Italian tapestries, a card room, dancing, and an outdoor sunroom. At a time when the latest automobile... Also, just PSI note, we drank in that outdoor sunroom. You and me. (laughs) At a time when the latest automobile, the Model A Ford, cost only $820, the Hotel San Carlos was built at a cost of nearly $850,000. I should look that up in today's money, but keep going, because I'm just like, like leaning my chin on my fist, and I'm like, go on, this is fascinating. The original air conditioning compressor, belt-driven, was a York Model D8. The unit was brought by train and wagon where it was installed in the basement. The well that was dug for the old schoolhouse was modernized to provide water to pre-cool the air via pump and evaporator before being drawn across the air conditioning coils. No, that basement. A brilliant design at the time that tamed the Phoenix summer heat, it also generated an extra 25 cents to $1 per night to sleep in the chilled air. Oh my god, really? Previously, hotel guests would drag their mattresses outside onto sleeping porches at night <gasps> to get some relief from the heat. I mean, I, I, I mean, yeah. Storm. Anything. Yeah. 
For sure. The luxuriously appointed hotel with its Italian travertine-tiled lobby also featured steam heat with radiators in each room and recirculating chilled ice water taps in every room. Many of these taps are still visible in the rooms to this day, although the system was discontinued in the early 1970s. The hand-operated elevators also remained in operation until the late 1970s. The steam heat radiator system is still in operation. Oh my god, I love this place. Other notable elements are the lobby's original carved plaster crown moldings, Austrian crystal chandeliers and wall sconces, and copper-clad elevator doors and moldings. Yes. The entrances are decorated with vertical ribbed terracotta tiles. Above the entryway at the second and third floor levels are neoclassical column ornamentations. Mm. Textured concrete scored to simulate stone masonry is used on the first floor level. On the fourth floor level, a projecting balcony with lintels resting on corbel is seen. The bean? Yeah, sure. Sure, okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I'm never going to get a job there again. (laughs) Above the seventh floor is a penthouse of original construction. Charles Harris, the original owner and general manager, resided in the penthouse with his family. Yes. From 1928 to 1960, the hotel was the hub for the Phoenix elite, political and social, as well as a mecca for Hollywood stars. Yes. Oh, my God. This is my favorite part because I already got <laughs> Mae West stayed here in 1929 while performing at the Orpheum Theater. In, also haunted. And I'm no angel. It was reported that she left orders with the front desk to... Quote, not be awakened until 3 p.m. with a bottle of champagne and two glasses. I mean, I live my life by what Mae West said. <laughs> Clark Gable and Carol Lombard spent much of their romantic time here in Arizona at the San Carlos. Gable also often referred to Lombard as the love of his life. Yes. Marilyn Monroe was also a guest during her filming of Bus Stop. Mm-hmm. She yes. wanted a room close to the pool on the third floor so that she could slip out to the deck and swim at all hours of the night. In fact, the pool is named after her. It is, yes. Other stars such as Spencer Tracy, Jean Harlow, Cary Grant, <gasps> and Ingrid Berman, Gary Cooper, and Humphrey Bogart, along with Gene Autry and big band artist Kay Starr, Woody Herman, and Harry James. God, that's a lot of names. It's a lot. (laughs) All spent time here over the years. Oh, my God. Governors, senators, and countless other notables also enjoyed the services of the San Carlos over the years. From its inception, the French Café, the hotel's first restaurant, was immensely popular. The signature French onion soup was the, quote, best in town. Adult libations were regularly imbibed in the palm room off the lobby, which served as the cocktail lounge. Anyone who was anyone routinely relaxed in the air-conditioned comfort of the palm room. Oh my god. During World War II, troops were housed in the hotel, and the bar became known as base operations, as more officers were present there than at Luke Air Force Base headquarters. Oh my god, really? The hotel stands to this day as luxurious and lovely as ever in the heart of downtown Phoenix. Oh my god. And that's what I've got. Archie, that was amazing. That was really amazing. And quite frankly, you and I have been there. We have. We have been there. And I think we didn't appreciate We didn't appreciate the history because we didn't know. We didn't know. And it's, it's fantastic. And I'm absolutely... 
I, I love the fact that it's still there. It's still standing. It's still mm-hmm. operational. Yes. Yes. It's, it's truly amazing. Um, yes. So Archie and I have been to the Hotel San Carlos. I think, um, what, what is the, the bar that was there? The uh, Palm? The Palm at room? the time, way back in the day. I think it's now, I think that, I mean, I'm completely guessing. But I think <laughs> now it's Seamus McCaffrey's. Oh. Where you and Skip and I went. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And had a lot of shots. Too many shots. Way too many shots. So, uh, yeah. So Skip, who created our intro, came to visit me. And me and Skip and Archie went down to the Hotel San Carlos, which was across the hotel, across the way from the hotel Skip was staying at. And we had a lot of alcohol. Oh. Yeah, um, so but it's such a fun place. It's yeah. it's never, super historic. Never, never tell somebody with money that you don't like a certain type of alcohol because they will challenge you on that and buy you way too many shots. And then God. you 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 still drink it. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, anyway, so anyway. yeah, I have. That was not my first time at the Hotel San Carlos. Um, I have since been there. As most recently, a couple of months ago, when preparing um, for the party, preparing for Tony's Tony's party, uh, yeah. But um, I also used to work at the Hotel San Carlos. No, yes, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, yeah. I used to work there, um, and I'll talk a little bit about that in my portion. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, Always, as always, Arch, you never fail to deliver amazing, amazing content. I well, mean, you know, I find good, I find good sources. Yeah, I know, I know you do, and you honestly, you you deliver them really, really well. Oh. And so, thank you so much. Oh, you bring you. such a, an amazing um, uh, ramp. For my haunting portion, right. like if it, if you had sucky history, I could not deliver my history, my haunting, <laughs> the the way that I do. So I want to thank you very much oh, because you. you you're my perfect fit, and I love you. <laughs> I love so. you. Uh, all right, guys. After that gaggy love fest, we will be right back. Please listen to um, this promo from one of our podcast partners. We will be right back. Hey there everyone! Are you looking for a new podcast with general spooky goings on and a focus on interview style paranormal stories? Well then you should be following the Paranormal Burrito. We're a weekly podcast that does a new interview every week where people generally tell me their ghost stories. If this sounds interesting to you, please subscribe to the Paranormal Burrito on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a sample for you now. And it was evil, and I could just feel the evil emanating it from it, and it and it was terrifying to me. I was terrified. Please listen to the Paranormal Burrito wherever you get podcasts. Okay, thanks so much, guys. We appreciate you hanging in there with us. Uh, Paranormal Burrito is one of our closest friends, so please have a listen to his podcast. It is utterly amazing. Now, my portion, um, I got, as always, from a, a plethora of websites, including 
azcentral.com, borderzine.com, oddins.com, thedeadhistory.com, which is starting to become a a favorite. Oh, really? Yeah, it is. (laughs) Uh, Thestatepress.com. This is a new one. Four girls and a ghost.wordpress.com. What? Yeah, yeah. Uh, TripAdvisor and hauntedhoneymoon.com. <laughs> so let's talk about Leone Jensen or Leon Jensen. Uh, the name is spelled L E O N E. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's it's difficult. Um, I I went to school with a guy whose last name was L E O N E, and it was pronounced Leone. So we're gonna go with that. Okay. So, in honor of the kid I went to school with, <laughs> David Leone, uh, <laughs> this ghost is for you. <laughs> So, um, this woman was named Leonie Jensen, and now, Arch, did you come across her in your research at all? I came across quite a few things, but not necessarily names. Oh, okay. Okay, so basically she was a woman in her mid-twenties who was visiting from Los Angeles. Now, the more popular story about her is that... She was, again, a jilted bride. Mm -hmm. Or her boyfriend, who was a bellman at the Hotel San Carlos, uh, was cheating on his preferable girlfriend with this woman. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I did read this story, but no names. Okay. Um, There's a a bunch of different variations to Mm. how Leonie Jensen... uh, came to the the Hotel San Carlos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what is actually historically accurate and on record is that... Oh, God. Mm. I mean, the girl. The poor girl. Mm. You and I were talking about depression earlier, and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's ultimately what it was. Um, the true account of this woman didn't actually have anything to do with a duplicitous boyfriend, fiancé, Bowman person, whatever. <laughs> so she was a woman in her mid-twenties, and she was visiting from Los Angeles. Uh, she didn't mean to check out permanently without paying her bill. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um, as she wrote in the early hours of May 7th, 1928. Again, I'm not really sure why, how, what... Today's May 9th. So, just like last weekend with Alcatraz, (laughs) we're recording real close to, like, creepy anniversaries of a location. But anyway, so... Uh, in the early hours of May 7th, 1928, she did write a suicide note. That includes, in part, quote, The coroner will attend to my bill and be sure all my clothes are packed. I have $5, which he will get later tonight. Will that help any? My income was due on the 10th, but it wasn't to be. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She wrote other notes, uh, one with detailed requests for her funeral, others saying goodbye to friends, uh, before she climbed four stories to the hotel's roof above the seventh floor. Mm. So, 
All of these notes were found on or near her shattered body, which was found on Monroe Street uh, by the patrolman who heard a scream and a thud around 2.45 a.m. Oh. Yeah. So she climbed to the roof and she jumped to her death. Wow. Yeah. Um, So, a couple of articles that I read about her. uh, One of them stated, Jensen, Leonie Jensen, obviously, uh, or what remains of her transcendent existence is said to be one of the several ghosts roaming the rooms and the rooftop of the hotel. Now, I do want to say that this episode is, again, dedicated to Tony Rathman. Mm-hmm. Um, and his company, EVPI, has investigated the Hotel San Carlos a number of times, and they actually have caught Leonie Jensen. Oh, wow. Yeah. in Either an EVP... Um, his wife, Cherie, is actually going to send us, um, photographs and videos that they've caught. Oh, wow. Um, and of their investigations at the Hotel San oh, cool. Carlos. Yeah, that I'll put on our, our, our website. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, mm, this, this, this poor, poor girl. Um, it is also said that unexplainable breezes accompany her presence. So if mm. you're in a hallway and the doors at the end of the hallway are not open. There's a weird breeze. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you oh, Yeah. Wow. It's, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, now, a number of witnesses have reported seeing a woman in white standing at the foot of their beds for several seconds before she walks toward the door and vanishes. So this woman neither speaks or appears threatening during her reported visits at the hotel. Um, according to other ghost witness accounts, she's actually not the lone spirit dweller of the Hotel San Carlos. Mm. Yeah. Um, this is a story that I was told when I had my orientation there, when I worked there. Oh my God. Yeah. So, uh, Ms. Jensen continues to relive her last moment. It's very common, um, to see an eerie figure that has occasionally been sighted on the roof. (sighs) Yeah, I, uh, since her death, witnesses have also reported seeing, again, a woman in white standing at the foot of their beds for several seconds. No, thank you. Hard pass. (laughs) Um, but others have also seen a woman um, jump or fall from the roof of the hotel. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, again, Arch, you and I have been there. It's mm-hmm. right on the corner of Central and Monroe. Central Avenue is a busy... It's, a, it's one of the major arteries through Phoenix, right. especially in downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that as... If you and I were to see a woman fall from the top of this building, we'd be calling the police. That'd be pretty fucking amazingly <laughs> shocking and terrifying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, uh, there are others who have reported seeing the ghost of a little girl sitting and crying in some of the hotel rooms, hmm. which is terrifying and heartbreaking on on so many levels. I just can't even get into all of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Still, others say they've heard the voices of children running through the hallways, playing with a bouncy ball, or laughing in the building's basement area. 
That's not creepy at all. Not at all. No, it's, <laughs> it's super normal. And it's actually, um, again, I used to work there. And I worked mm-hmm. there for a hot minute in 1997. But I do have an experience to share from the basement. Oh, of this. oh. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, don't go there. It's not that kind of basement story. Um, so now legend says that the voices of young, there were two young boys, um, that were two of three native American children, two brothers and a friend. And the three had been playing with a ball that accidentally went into the well. Mm. Did you read about this? No, no, no. But the fact that there there were two schoolhouses built on the property Uh prior to. Yeah. 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 Uh, (laughs) The three boys apparently ran into the well after the ball, um, and they ultimately drowned in the underground steam that actually still runs beneath the city of Phoenix today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, management at the Hotel San Carlos uh, very graciously allowed the author of this particular article I got this information from, they allowed him to wander the hotels and take photos and Mm -hmm. gather information for the story. Mm -hmm. Uh, The hotel's only request was that I make it clear to readers that while there does seem to be something in the basement, the boys did not actually drown in the well, as is a common story to tell. Though their spirits do date to the area of the little adobe, one of the schools that you had mentioned, Mm -hmm. there's actually no evidence they actually drowned in that well. Oh. Nonetheless their spirits are still seen, heard, and complained about <laughs> in the hotel. Wow. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> I do have uh, <laughs> one of two reviews from TripAdvisor oh, on no. the hotel that I want to talk about. Uh, if if you guys have seen mine and Archie's Facebook Live, we do... This is the reason why we did the Facebook Live. Oh. Because I found these reviews of people that stayed in a haunted hotel. So that's why I was like, there's got to be more. There's just got to be more. So Archie and I did a Facebook Live um, a few hours ago. And we read reviews from people who had stayed in haunted hotels. Now, this review is amazing. And it the, the reviewer actually accompanies what she says... Uh, with the actual footage they caught on her YouTube channel. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So this particular woman and her friend, boyfriend, I'm not really sure, they stayed at the Hotel San Carlos, and she says this, quote, I had heard this hotel was haunted. I was skeptical. I was reassured the rumors were true. The first night started with me hanging a Ghostbusters sign on the lamp as a joke. Oh, Jesus. I know. (laughs) I mean... I know. Uh, the lamp immediately burned out. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's the room that Archie's going to haunt. Because already he was like, no. Oh. No. Uh, <laughs> she goes on to say, for fun, we downloaded a ghost app. It showed ghosts in and out of our room. Sometimes you would actually feel a chill come over you from your head to your toes. Oh, wow. I mean, I feel like if they were here in, like, June, that would be refreshing. That would be a big deal. That would be amazingly That'd be refreshing. Nice. That'd yeah. be nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sometimes you felt like you were being watched. 
uh, on another occasion, our laptop went wacky and died on us. While in the basement using the business center, a ceiling fan with a pull chain mm-hmm. came on by itself and we didn't pull it. Oh. Yeah. I don't actually know the mechanics or the logistics of those type of ceiling fans. I have one in my room, but I, I feel like that would be exceptionally difficult to manipulate. It, it, it wouldn't right. be something yeah. that you could just, that would just wackily, wackily? Is that a word? <laughs> it is now. It is now. <laughs> Wacky like, pull yeah. on. Anyway, she goes on to state that nothing will top this second and last night that we stayed. While my partner was using the restroom, I jokingly told him the ghost was in there according to our app, which oh, sounds like something no. I'd say to yeah, you right? or you do to me. <laughs> he began to beat on the door, um, telling me to hurry in there. So she starts the review by saying he was in there, but now she's changed the way she's worded. It's kind of changed it like she Mm. was in there. Mm -hmm. So anyway, she goes on to say he began to beat on the door, telling me to hurry in there. I thought he was joking. So I initially ignored him. He, he kept telling me to come in there. So I did. Oh, that's right. Okay. You have to watch the video to understand this part of the review. He was in the bathroom and he was banging on the door telling her, come in here, come in here. Okay. Okay. So he kept telling me to come in there, so I did. The light in the bathroom was smoking and forming into a shape toward him. What? And the light flickered in many different colors. Wow. Yeah. Now, I'm going to post this video on our website, but they have the they show the video, and it's one of those halogen bulbs where it's like a spiral-looking bulb. Oh, the compact fluorescent. Yes. Okay. And it, 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 it does. It changes from green to blue to red to. I don't see any smoke in the video. Okay. But it very definitely, instead of just a pure white light, like comes from those. Mm-hmm. It changes the. It's almost. It, it, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's wow. what these bulbs do when they burn out. I have no idea. Something similar, but not necessarily in those colors. I mean, these were like, it was a, a brilliant green and then blue and then red. It was wow. almost like a, a rainbow of colors in this light bulb. It was crazy. So um, she does mention this in her review. She also does back that up with video on her YouTube. And again, I'll, I'll put that on yeah, our website. Please, please do. She goes on to say, we videotaped this and looking into the phone, that was the other thing. And they also have this video as well. Looking into the phone, the light was so bright in there, you could not make out the bathroom. When we would pan over to the guest room area, the picture was completely fine. And it is. So she's like standing in the doorway of the bathroom with her cell phone camera. And Mm -hmm. the light, the exposure almost is so significant that you, you can't see anything. You can't see anything. And then she pans the camera to the bedroom and it's fine. And it's fine. Almost like it was more darkly lit. I mean, and that could be entirely possible. The the, the bright lights of the bathroom could have okay. overexposed it. Mm-hmm. But it just, once you see the video, and I'll show you when we get done recording, and I'll put it on our website. But I don't, I, honestly, I don't know. Like, if that were me, maybe I'd have been like, 
well, it's very bright in here. <laughs> but I've also had a lot of tequila, so I might have been like, Archie, this is evidence of ghosts. <laughs> We're gonna be fucking famous. I mean, I really just don't know. Uh, <laughs> she also says that the staff was wonderful and they did move us to another room. Oh. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Once inside, there was a very eerie feeling, and we actually discussed leaving again. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Good times. Um, apparently, she goes on to say, and this is so fucked. This is so fucked. It took a bag of Doritos that we were, that we were sitting on a desk with us on the other side of the room to fly across the room all by itself. <laughs> that was it. The staff was accommodating and refunded us for that night. Oh, my God. Yeah. She goes on to say the hotel itself is charming and old. A great stay for those wanting to experience the paranormal, which, well, I do. You right. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She says, the activity in our room was outrageous. Go to YouTube and look up Jennifer McKelvey to see the video of the bathroom incident. And it's Jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R. M-C-K-E-L-V-E-Y. And so, of course, immediately I did. And um, she wasn't wrong. Like, there was a number of videos that she captured. Yeah, in in the hotel. Now, some other accounts um, that have been reported at the hotel. Uh, People have stated that they will be awoken in the middle of the night by the sound of somebody knocking on their door. Hmm. Yeah. That seems to be sort of a common occurrence in some of the hotel, the haunted right, hotels right. we've covered. Uh, in this case, part of those accounts, uh, <laughs> people will be awoken in the middle of the night by the sound of somebody knocking on their door from the inside of the room. Oh, whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, different. That's a twist. Mm, it is. Yeah, I read that and I was like, I didn't fucking see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, only to find that they're the only ones on the inside of the door. As you would imagine. As you would hope. Uh, as you would hope. Uh, however, but nobody is on the outside of it either when they right, go to right. answer the door. Yeah, I... Mm. How do you tell the difference? I feel like... I mean, it's, it's, it's louder. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. You know what I, You can, like, actually hear... Uh, it's just, it's it's louder. Maybe you feel like the more like, like you hear the, huh. the, I, 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 the reverberation is different. Okay. Uh, it gets maybe blocked out by the thickness of the door hmm. when you're, you're like on the outside. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Um, it, it, distinct enough that they knew where the knocking was coming from, <laughs> which is just not any kind of kosher. Um, Said that two people who are nowhere near Jewish. Uh, <laughs> uh, one guest who actually, so the hotel used to give tours uh, of uh, itself. <laughs> the hotel used to give tours of the hotel. I don't know. <laughs> uh, my my, the tequila has killed all my laser grammar. <laughs> And LBJ was the assistant president. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Anyway, one guest on a tour of the hotel that an employee was conducting, I guess. (laughs) Jesus. 
quit making me do tequila shots. <laughs> this was your idea. No. Yeah. I mean, quit agreeing with them. We just <laughs> had this conversation. Anyway, uh, so a guest on the tour of the hotel said the staff member that was conducting the tour. There we go. There it is. <laughs> if I would just read my fucking script. <laughs> Or if you would. I mean, <laughs> all of this would be much smoother. Uh, <laughs> told them of a time when um, she was alone at the front desk one night. Uh, the lobby was empty, and she suddenly heard a loud banging noise coming from around the corner, which apparently held a short hallway that leads to a stairwell. Okay. So she got up to check it out, and she heard a loud crash and then glass breaking. Oh. Yeah. Uh, when she turned the corner, she found the broken glass on the floor underneath a framed picture that was still hanging on the wall with half its glass missing. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a small, um, compact hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if there were somebody in that hallway... You would know. You'd know. Um, so yeah, she, there was nobody that she had encountered. Again, she was behind the front desk and the, the lobby had been empty. Uh, she couldn't explain what had happened because, again, she was the only one in the lobby. Oh, God. Yeah. Even though Seamus McCaffrey's is, like, right there and a bunch of drunks could, like, stumble in, nobody mm-hmm. had. Uh, she did say that she even went back and checked the security footage of the area and no one had been in the stairwell or that hallway for several hours prior to the noise. Wow. Um, it didn't actually mention... If the security footage caught the glass breaking, though, which was something that I was curious about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So the author of this article goes on to say that um, after their tour and dinner, they went back to their room. They didn't say which room, uh, but they went back to their room and they went to bed. They then, the person writing the article, got up about midnight to use the bathroom, and while they were washing their hands, they heard what sounded like someone dragging heavy furniture across a wooden floor. Oh, wow. Yeah, from the upstairs room. Mm -hmm. Well, Tater doesn't like that at all. Not at all. I mean, why are you here? You don't like this podcast. I'm the ghost. Uh, Could you not, maybe? I mean, that's a choice. So they heard what sounded like someone dragging heavy furniture across a wooden floor from the room above them. This person stood there listening uh, in the bathroom for about 30 seconds, which is a significant period of time. Mm. Um, And they could not figure out what was going on up there. A a number of questions they had, like I would have, and you would have. Are we good, Leia? Okay. Uh, Number one, who moves furniture in a hotel room at midnight? Right. I mean, plus, here's the the thing that I found fascinating. There are no wooden floors in the guest rooms or the hallways. Yeah, I was just thinking it's a fireproof hotel. There's no wooden floor. Exactly. They're all carpeted. Um, the hallways and the rooms are all carpeted. There is tile in the bathrooms, and the rooms are also kind of way too small. Right. Uh, to just be moving furniture around all willy-nilly, let alone heavy furniture. Mm. Yeah. But... <laughs> uh, it's also common for the front desk and I can attest to this uh, it is common for the front desk to receive calls from guests in the middle of the night complaining about children being noisy in the hallway <laughs> even though there are no families booked in the floor on the right, floor right. yeah 
Uh, now, the basement is said to be the most haunted place in the hotel, and I can personally attest to this fact. Uh, I did work at the Hotel San Carlos for about three months in 1997. I worked the 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. shift. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so back then, the basement was the only place that employees could go and smoke. It's also where they stored the, the, the banquet equipment. You good? Uh, tater. Shaking. Um, it's also where they stored the banquet equipment. So all the banquet tables and the chairs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, outside the basement is the loading dock area. Uh, when I would go downstairs to have a cigarette, and I remember Archie going down there during my shift on my break to have a cigarette, which again, enclosed space, having a cigarette, like that doesn't right. happen anymore. Right, but right. I would generally go down there with either the night auditor who would come in early for their shift or one of the maintenance guys, because I didn't like going down there by myself. Mm. I just started at the hotel. I didn't really like, what if I get lost? What if, right, what if, right. whatever. Um, but I went down there one night to have a cigarette and I sat down at the untablecloth six foot table in one of the banquet chairs, ashtray in front of me. And I was just sitting down there and I was, I was thinking about how tired I was or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. just kind of alone in my head when I heard somebody behind me sigh. And I turned around because I thought I've been busted by management this is not where you're supposed to smoke. Oh my God, I'm getting, I'm going to get fired. Like I just right, started right. working there. Yeah. <laughs> and I turned around and there was nobody there. And I'm like, okay, well, um, y- you do what you do. You, you, maybe that was my sigh. Maybe, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I didn't, mm-hmm. maybe that was me and I didn't realize it. So I sat there for a, a, a little bit longer and I finished my cigarette. And the whole time I felt somebody watching me mm. and I thought, I'm in trouble. <laughs> like, I'm going to get fired. I've just started at this job. Granted, I had another full-time job, but I was moving to Pittsburgh, so I was taking on another job to save up money. Right. Um, so that's what this job was. And um, I felt somebody watching me, so I turned around again. And it's nothing but blackness. It's like one fucking like hall light in the entrance of the basement. <laughs> That just illuminates what it illuminates. Right. And the table happened to be like within that frame of light. But um, I felt somebody watching me. And I felt the distinct presence of, you need to get out of here. Now, that could be combined with the fact that I was like, okay, they said I could smoke down here, but what if they were fucking with me? Like, what if I can't smoke down? Like, right, if there's an ashtray right. here and there's <laughs> cigarettes. And, I mean, I don't know. But it was, it was, um, that sigh and the the feeling that you're not alone in an empty room for sure yeah that's the creepiest it's the creepiest a dark room Mm -hmm. that's a basement of a hotel that you have been told is fucking haunted (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so I um, lasted three months at that hotel yeah yeah and I never went back down to that basement by myself again no never uh it was um I think maybe one of my what I realized now was one of my first forays into like a paranormal experience oh, a wow. sigh it was like right behind me this <sighs> that's not 
That's okay. not that's not insignificant. Uh-uh. No. Um and then just feeling somebody watching me, it was just ugh, yuck. Anyway, so some of the articles that I found, others have also felt this heavy presence there, uh, a sort of feeling like you're not alone and somebody is kind of like boring holes into you. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I mean, ew. Now, uh, <laughs> one of the things that I find most interesting is that guests have also complained about the elevator, uh, which inexplicably makes stops down at the basement before taking you to the floor you actually chose. Weird. Whether you're going up or down, it will go to the basement, and then and then it will take you to the floor you chose. Well, sometimes, depending on the operating program, that's a default setting. Every single time? For some manufacturers, I've heard. Okay, I mean, that like, I get, like but system, in a like hotel... The system, like, the system needs a reset, and that's its way of telling you. Hmm... Or so I've heard. I mean, that could be. Uh, that could be something legit that debunks that. But um, I think we're going to have to go next weekend and check it out. Okay. Let's play in the elevator. <laughs> now, uh, this next part that I get is from that website, fourgirlsandaghost.wordpress.com. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they stayed there, or this girl stayed there, and she says the hallway just outside the Cary Grant room so they have a lot of rooms that are named after the celebrities that have been there. Right. So there's the Marilyn Monroe suite. It's on the third floor, and it's right by the pool area where right, she right. loved to sunbathe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clark Gable, uh, Carol Lombard, they all have their own rooms. Okay. Uh, Cary Grant does as well. And apparently the hallway just outside the Cary Grant room has been called the Haunted Hallway. Okay. I'm not sure which floor this is on. I know the seventh floor is super haunted, and that's the room that we had booked for Tony's party. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's the floor. Not 720. That's where Leonie Jensen was supposedly staying in. Gotcha. Um, and that's the room that Tony and Cherie had. <laughs> or no, they had the suite down the way. Uh, one of their friends had 720 booked. But anyway, we had our room on that floor. Oh, God. That I had to cancel, but we'll rebook. Uh, anyway, employees call this hallway haunted because they've heard nefarious laughter. Nefarious laughter. Yes. And again, like where I will always want to bring a new word into the podcast <laughs> and nefarious is one of them. Um, to the point where we're actually having listeners start to email us words. Oh, no. <laughs> on, um, <laughs> Mike was saying that on um, Instagram, no, not Instagram, Facebook Messenger, Mike was saying that we're starting to get emails come in of people that were like, here's a list of words. We know you want to add new words. Here's a list of words. <laughs> and a friend of mine messaged me personally on Messenger mm-hmm. with a list of words. And oh, jeez. Like, it's catching on. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, employees call this hallway haunted because of they've heard nefarious laughter. Nefarious laughter. Probably from a miscreant. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Uh, they have also experienced papers and other objects being thrown onto the floor while they're in a guest room. Oh. Which I think is just rude. It's disrespectful. It's totally disrespectful. If you have dogs, okay, sure. But no, it goes, <laughs> no. Uh, although I'd rather they they throw shit on the floor than touch me. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, there are currently no explanations as to who this ghost is or any ideas as to why the ghost would be haunting the hallway in the first place, but it is what it is. Uh <laughs> This um, author on Four Girls and a Ghost goes on to say, I'm not sure of the proximity of the haunted hallway to room number 704, 
which I hope that was what the room was <laughs> But they say that is allegedly the most tragic room in the building. Okay, never mind. I remember this part. I take it back. I don't. Oh. This I take <laughs> okay. it back. I regret everything. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> so, according to a paranormal investigation of the Hotel San Carlos that was performed by the Lost Souls Paranormal Investigations in July 2001. One of their psychics perceived a woman's spirit in that room who was raped and stabbed to death in the room sometime in the 1960s. Oh. Yeah. The psychic also perceived names beginning with L for a man and a woman. The man would have been in his 30s at the time. Now, historical research of the site revealed the name Leon Harris who was the son of owner Charles Harris. Mm -hmm. And he would have been in his 30s in the 1960s. Oh, interesting. Dude. That... Dude. Deal deal breaker? Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) They continue to say that our... Our final haunted hotspot is the rooftop swimming pool, which, again, it's not the rooftop. It's on the third floor. Right. But it's outdoor. I mean, it was a space that uh, when Tony and Shereen and I went to go look at the ghost, the former ghost lounge in the hotel for Mm -hmm. the party, we also went to the swimming pool to see if maybe that might have been a better space. So it's not on the rooftop. It's on the third floor, and the hotel is seven floors tall. Right. Right. But, um, so... Uh, they say our haunted final hotspot is the rooftop swimming pool on the third floor. Uh, <laughs> this location does boast the draining of batteries and claims to cause electronic equipment to not function properly. Uh, now they go on to say, and I agree with this, and I think you will too, that this is not unique to this location at the Hotel San Carlos because there's other locations. Uh, and they reference as the triangular wheat field at the Gettysburg battlefield in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, uh, which also caused similar disruption to electronic devices. And uh-huh. I think that we've, we've kind of touched on that in a number yeah, of episodes. Many places. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they could conclude it with, in effect, I will admit it is quite eerie and is often experienced in places which are reputedly haunted by spirits of the dead. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's another, uh, personal uh, thing that I can verify when we, when we were investigating the Phelps Dodge hotel, we had to stop within, I want to say in around an hour to recharge all of our shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, again, the theory behind that is that apparitions need to drain energy from something to manifest or speak or what Mm -hmm. have you. Now, another trip advisor review states, as we got out of the elevator on the third floor lobby to go to our room and change for dinner, they were hit by an overpowering smell of flowers or perfume huh. in the, like, you get out of the lobby and there's just like that foyer kind of area. Right. So they were hit by an overpowering smell of flowers. I asked my wife, what is that smell? And she said that it was the floral arrangement. I told her, go check. All the flowers up here are artificial. Oh. So they do, um, they had, they, and I think when we were there, they had a table right there outside of the elevators with a, a flower arrangement on it, but they were artificial. Mm-hmm. But it, the smell that these folks smelled was real flowers. So, 
After picking at a bunch of artificial flowers, she said, so it's somebody's perfume then. I said, yeah, whose? As from the foyer, you can see down all the hallways and there's nobody there. There was nobody on the elevator that like met them or got on or whatever. So he says, we looked at each other and I took two pictures with my digital camera in the hopes of catching something. (laughs) And suddenly my wife's cell phone rang inside her purse. I asked my wife, who's calling you at this time of night? She replied, I don't know, as she opened her purse and took out her phone. She opened her phone cover. Must have been one of those flippy phones from back in the day. (laughs) She opened her phone cover and looked at me and said, you are. And I said, I'm not calling you. I'm standing here with my hands on the camera. I reached for my Samsung rant. Have you heard of that phone? No. That's so this must be a while ago. Yeah, it's a while ago. Okay. Uh, In the pouch on my belt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean who's it's been it's been a bit of time. (laughs) So I reached for my Samsung rant in the pouch on my belt and was astonished to see that it was active. And had dialed the last number called, even though the rant keyboard locks automatically after 10 seconds of non-use. And two buttons must be pushed in succession to unlock it. Hmm. My phone had called my wife's phone right next to me. While we pondered for a minute over whether my phone had an electronics issue, my wife looked at me and said, Notice something? The scent is gone. Oh. Gone it was, and so is my chance for any other photos. <laughs> so I thought that was a really cool uh, well, That's pretty neat. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, for us. I, to yeah. them, it was probably like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> but still. Uh, <laughs> and then one of the last um, other accounts that I have heard, or that I read about, was that one of the desk clerks, not me, Uh, (laughs) told us that two room attendants had quit over experiences they had while working there. One saw a figure dressed in a flowing white gown near the stairs, which is believed to be Leonie Jensen, Mm -hmm. uh, on the second floor. And then on two separate occasions, um, another woman also just kept saying, red eyes, red eyes, repeatedly in Spanish. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. And so both of those room attendants quit working from those experiences. I just don't. I mean, red eyes. I, we just did Alcatraz. In Spanish. In Spanish. Rojo ojos? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's like a tongue twister. <laughs> Rojo ojos. I mean, it kind of is, but at the same time... That's weird. That's weird and creepy, and those two words together in Spanish or in English are kind of fucked. <laughs> don't want to hear it in either language. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what I've got for the hauntings at the Hotel San Carlos here in Phoenix, Arizona. I do want to say, uh, in my closing that overall it's a great old place. It's certainly one of my favorite places in Phoenix. Uh, it's got these cool brass stars outside. So, you know, it's, it's on the corner, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, of the inner, of the, uh, block and it's got these cool brass stars outside in the sidewalk on each side of the building. Oh, okay. Um, of the famous of autographs of the famous people that right. have stayed mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, kind of like Hollywood Boulevard. 
but you know phoenix but you know phoenix <laughs> uh and they're smaller and they're you know the autographs but i mean there's marilyn monroe and clark gable and carol lombard and may west and it's just really kind of cool uh it's just the hotel is is just old and it's super charming uh it's it's an old hotel it's it's got the the pipes that are running along outside the room doors mm-hmm. like it's it's an old hotel uh but I think it's amazing. It is, um, it's located at 202 North Central Avenue, Phoenix, Arizona, 85004. You can call them for reservations. Their number is area code 602-253-4121. Or you can visit their website at the, ho- not the, sorry, no. <laughs> at hotelsancarlos.com and it does maintain a three-star review on TripAdvisor. So that's what I have on the Hotel San Carlos. Uh, We were supposed to be partying or getting ready to party our butts off in the ghost lounge of the Hotel San Carlos for Tony Rathman's 50th birthday party. It was going to be off the hook. Cherie and I had been planning... Oh, I, I remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were we were planning a, a real big hootenanny. Uh, <laughs> um, so it is, um, of course, because of COVID-19, it has been postponed, and we're hoping to reschedule it for Hopefully. later on in the year. Uh, so uh, I, you, you thought you were getting out of stay in the, in the hotel, Arch, but uh, you're not. It's just postponed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's all we have, guys. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. It is smaller than last week, but it should be because last week was a big heavy hitter. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, Alcatraz was amazing, and um, we could not leave any anything out. No. So. so we hope you enjoyed this little snack bite, uh, which just so everyone's aware and Archie you're aware we're at an hour and 28 minutes of a snack bite but there's a lot of there. I I have a lot to edit (laughs) yeah so anyway thank you guys so much for tuning in this week we hope you enjoyed it this is a um, probably a point of pride for Phoenix oh for sure yeah for sure and um, so we were very proud to bring this to you and Tony we love you we hope you have a very very happy birthday we promise we will be able to celebrate you appropriately in uh, one of the most haunted locations in the valley as soon as we can. So thanks guys. Arch, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us before right. we sign off? Everybody, you can find us pretty much everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, our website, Patreon is all at H O A H podcast. Yes. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm glad Arch that we are back together in the same room. Me too. Me too. Uh, I think, that our choice of, of adding tequila was um, good and bad for a number yeah. of reasons. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so anyway, guys, thank <laughs> you so much. We will see you next week with a brand new amazing location and a brand new, much appreciated Patreon of the week. Until then, have a great night. And um, words are hard and sometimes people suck. Yeah. <laughs> ah, God, yeah. So be safe out there because you never know who or what is watching. Good night. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>